and welcome to Tight Ends, an NFL fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. My name is Flem. I am the GM of the Benali Ballbags, and I am hosting this week our normal host and commissioner of the ASFL Fantasy Football League, Fitz. He is away. How very dare he? So not only am I hosting, I'm producing, I'm editing. Oh, God, I mean, they've just got me doing everything. It's absolutely shocking. But I'm not here alone, thankfully. Joining me this week is a man who's very happy because we've not heard the end of it. Let's be brutally honest. The GM of the Ockingane Alligators, it's Broadwood. See you later, alligator. I'm sitting here very happy. And why are you so very, happy? This so week? Why are very happy? I am off the bottom of the league. I'm a mentis day indeed, I can believe that, mate. But... It's not just Broderies here. We've got a very special guest, a man who's managed to drag himself off the golf course. He's not been here as a guest before. It is the GM of the Byfleet Sharks. you like that, mate? <laughs> it's Nick, Nick Walter. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm on my yeah. winning streak. You're on a winning streak. How many in a row you've won now? Two. <laughs> that is that is a beautiful streak. Is that is that is that the first time you can actually say you've got a streak going? I think that, uh, did I win two? I think won two at the beginning of the season. So yeah. but that's that... it's brilliant to have you both here, guys. Especially you, Nick. First time on the pod, apart from your welcome to the GM mini mini pod. So it's great to have you here. Um, we will kick off as we normally do uh, with these type of things with our first segment about the NFL this week. It's called What Three Things. Honestly, I mean, every week I say this, it does not get any better, does it? <laughs> hey, hey, I've said from day one, I really like it. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, listen, we're going to kick off the what three things this week. If, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to start off with my one thing, um, because there's only one thing I think that everyone is talking about this week uh, in the NFL, and it is the game of the year, the game of the decade, the game of the century, whatever you want to call it, um, between the Bills and the Vikings uh, this week, which was just out of control. Now, I like to, as you know, put in wee uh, highlights and wee kind of sound clips from the game. And I really struggled to do it with this one. So here we are um, with my sound clips, a little minute and a half resume of the last two minutes of mentalness that happened in the Bills against Vikings game. The extra points off the upright. As we welcome you to Orchard Park with two minutes left in a four-point game. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. Kirk Cousins. Can he do it again? It's Jefferson again. It's a touchdown! The comeback kids have done it again! After review, it is a completion, but the receiver is down at the one-half yard line. And it'll be fourth down and goal. Cousins to sneak it! Can he break the plane? Is he in? No signal yet! 
Still waiting. He's short. They slam the door. Zero breathing room. He tries to sneak it. The ball is loose. Impossible. Do the Vikings have it? Scramble for the ball. It is a touchdown on their last breath. They're within about five yards of comfortable field goal range, and they're going to get it here. McKenzie looking for the sideline, and he's got it with 11 seconds. From 29 yards, it's Tyler Bass. And he hooks it through. Tied at 30 with two seconds left. Vikings take the lead. Second and 10, Allen steps up and throws, an interception, Patrick Peterson, and in this heavyweight bout, the Vikings with the knockout blow. I mean, just, I can't say anything more about this game than has already been said, you know, just, just all the plays were just mental, Jefferson playing the game of his life, you've got Kirk Cousins, half yard sneak, they're not making it, and then and Josh Allen fumbling it across the end zone and, and getting the touchdown and then missing extra points and then Josh Allen again throwing a red zone interception. What can you say that's not been said already, guys? Why go for that quarterback sneak? I I couldn't get my head around that. Even, you know, I know they would do them time and time again, but uh, yeah, some strange decisions as well made in that game, but it was it was something else to watch. Um, Jefferson was unbelievable. Yeah, Jefferson. What was he just kind of, short of two hundred yards? Just short two hundred yards, but but you had what was really interesting about it was you had round about a hundred yards with I think about fifteen minutes left, or yeah, with about the fourth quarter left. He had he had, he had about a hundred yards midway through the fourth quarter, and then did another hundred yards in that last period to in effect get the Vikings across the line. He was just something else that 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 week. Um, Nick, did you see any of it? Uh, I didn't. I was watching I'm a Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is the insight, this is the insight. This is the insight that we've been missing from Mike Walter. <laughs> but I was. I saw the. I saw the one-handed catch. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I can't lie. Um, but then I saw the stats as well from because I've, I've got the Bills in, in um, as my defense uh, that week. And uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Twenty-seven points over twenty-seven points. The Bills yeah. contributed to my to my week. Um, four sacks. I mean, you know, they as a performance. The stats are telling me it was incredible, and, and they lost as well. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm actually gutted um, that I missed it. But I uh, saw a couple of the catches. They were fantastic. Yeah. No. I mean, it really it really was something else. And I mean, I think the thing that we're all kind of seeing now is that repeating the Super Bowl that would be nice. Certainly would. I mean, over a thousand, just short of a thousand yards of offense between the two of them. I mean, it was. I mean, if you look at the quarterback, everything was pretty much, you know, you, there was so little to split them apart from turnovers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was just an absolute slugfest. Yeah. And I genuinely think that Jefferson is the difference maker. Just, you know, the ability to pull off plays that others just can't do. I mean, that the, the catch and that, alone. And that's with that's with two that's two, with two three defensemen around him as well. You know, uh, I mean, we, we were all on WhatsApp at that time, and it was just 
we were both just like, that is unreal. The language coming out of us was just unbelievable at that point. It was. It's an absolute cracker. Look, I, joking apart, I don't think the Vikings will get to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're doing no. enough in matches, um, you know, despite their record. And look, I think they've got five out of their next six matches at home as well. And that place is going to be jumping. Um, they're eight but, and one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean who, would, who would count against them not being able to? I mean, yeah. you know. That, yeah, that I mean, they could, they could, is one of the hardest matchups they'll have. Well, big step. Yeah, they could do. I, I don't think they will get the Super Bowl. Bills, you know, still still may. Although Josh Allen, I think, will have to sort himself out a little bit. But you know, if we get half a match like that at the Super Bowl, <laughs> I think we would all be happy. I think it's why fair to not say. take the safety though. Why? Why? Players aren't built that way, mate. Just that—that was the only play call in the whole thing where I was just left shaking my head, going, "What on earth are they trying to do?" <laughs> yeah, but. Still, I mean, the entertainment value, in fact, I mean, it was an incredible weekend of action. So I think yeah. adding that into it, it was, um, yeah, pretty special stuff. Really was, really was. Great. Um, Nick, what's your one thing from this week, mate? Uh, well, because don't, I don't, 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 say, don't say Matt Hancock and I'm a celebrity, <laughs> please, for fuck's sake. We can't stand Matt, that. Matt Hancock, what a cock. Um, <laughs> uh, whew. It's difficult. It is a difficult one for me because I didn't actually watch any of it. But I think the call out. I don't know if this is the time to call it out. But um, yeah, RBs basically. I think my Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on, mate. Uh, Just one thing for me this week is finally Jonathan Taylor had a decent week again. Um, He's just been absolutely shocking, hasn't he? Um, so yeah, so that that's the, that's done quite well, really. So he's he's done really well. Um, Jacobs as well finally had a decent week, but overall, this has been consi- inconsistent. So the one thing for me is finally we had a, few, a number of RBs doing really well. The tier one guys are doing fantastic, um, smashing it. But everything else, just uh, tier two below, is just absolutely dog, isn't it? It's um, yeah, so bad. Yeah, it's, it's been weird. I mean, we've talked about this a few times uh, on, on this already, about how I mean, you've called it Broadwood, you've called it a Chuckers League now, um, you know, all over the place. And like, the RBs are Changed. coming. Yeah, the, the RBs are coming back into it. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it. And I, I can't remember who it was who was on the pod a couple of weeks ago who kind of thought that, you know, a lot of that might now be down to the change in weather and, and stuff like that, how it gets colder and you're more likely to run it than you are through it. I mean, I, I don't believe that for a second because... You know, these guys are professional athletes and they can catch it in minus five. They can catch it in 25 degrees, quite frankly. At least they should be the amount of getting paid. Um, I think there's something to be said for, you know, we all we all at the start of the year, it was almost in the first sort of three, four weeks we discussed it. And we said, you know, that the running backs didn't get going. Eckler, Cook for me, both didn't get going. Taylor for you, Nick, didn't get going. CMC didn't get going. None of them. We were talking about CMC being a potential bust. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start of the year, uh, well, I did <laughs> just because I don't like him because <laughs> he's made of glass. But for me, I just think it is progressively becoming the running backs have come back. Eckler to me has gone from being a fraud to becoming a potential keeper for me next year. Um, hence why I've had plenty of offers on the trade block for Eckler and I've turned yeah. them all down because I could see that he was coming good um yeah. cook for example you know he rushed again over 100 yards this weekend and a touchdown you know to be said for the weather i think well, there maybe. is something to be said maybe, for maybe there is. you come maybe. out of the summer you looked at the bills vikings yes there was a lot of chuck but there was also a lot of ball on the ground in that game yeah i think you find that 
teams that are especially playing in horrendous weather may well start to run the ball more because they trust it more than throwing it in the air. And Maybe. if that's the case, then you know it might change. Might yeah. Well, funnily enough, the one the one team who really surprised me this week when it came to rushing um, were the Steelers, and especially this guy. Give him a gain of seven on the play, and now Najee Harris breaks one into New Orleans territory and breaks a tackle to get some more. Down to the 21. It runs, they hit in the A-gap, then they bounce to the hash. Yep. You, you talked about busts earlier there, Broderick, because we did discuss that actually in a podcast about a couple of weeks back, is that who's the biggest fantasy bust at that time? And it was Fitz who quite rightly said Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers because he was a first-round pick in our fantasy and he has been dog shit. It's mm. the only word to describe even, even worse than Taylor? Even worse than Taylor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean brutal, brutal. I can't remember who picked up Najee Harris, actually, but it was about seventh pick overall in our draft and he was absolute horseshit. Now, one swallow does not a summer make. Of course it does not. But, like, the Steelers this week rushed for 200-odd yards. Um, and interestingly, actually, it was it was all throughout the team as well. It was Harris. There was the quarterback rushed for about ninety eight yards or something like that. So maybe rushing is coming back in fashion. But Nick, you're right. Below the RB ones, your RB twos aren't really doing a lot just now. No, no, they're all they're all um, they're all just really inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. When it comes to running backs at the moment, and, and we'll come on to news later on, I'm relying a lot more on them, as we will come on to see. Um, but, you, you know, you're right. that they're certainly, they're certainly putting a lot more points on the board than they did before. But, you know, let's let's see how they are. Because what, what we don't have is, is consistency, I think it's fair to say. I've got Saquon Barkley, who seems to be consistently kind of churning out. He's, he's performing pretty well now, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, 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 he is occasionally doing a mega game, but he's churning out consistently good 20, 25 points. Uh, which Can I still say, even though there. you've mentioned Harris, he was still under 10 points this week. 99 really? yards, 99 yards, but no touchdowns only. Um, so, yeah, less than 10 points. Well, from a non-fantasy point, for you, he came it's, through, but you're right. It's pretty frightening. Still, yeah, it's still not first round though, is it? That's for sure. That's for no. sure. Right, Broadwood, your one thing. What is it, mate? So I'm going to go to the Allianz Arena, nine, uh, sixty-nine thousand. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> da, 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 da. Beautiful. Thank sixty-nine thousand Germans having the time of the their life if you watched any of it I was doing I was watching it on a separate screen whilst flicking between that and the uh, All Black Scotland game um, but I just thought it. first of all first things first I thought it was a, a tremendous spectacle and I think it shows probably why the Germans wouldn't be far behind in a potential if there was ever a, a plan to put a franchise in Europe as to why you wouldn't look at Germany because frankly it was astounding that even after the game had finished that they all stayed in the arena and were singing John Denver songs and they were, you know, they were partying. As they said on on the American coverage, they were having an absolute wild time. Um, And it looked great fun. And so I'm sitting there and you look at the games that we've just had in London that some of us have been to and enjoyed the spectacle of them. And then you looked at that and that was the first time the NFL's been in Germany and just... You know, the following that they have in Germany is just astounding after, especially when you look at the NFL Europe games and how successful it was in Germany. It's, I mean, we, we all said it when we were at the London games, just how many German supporters are there oh, as well. So loads, isn't there? Mental. No, I love it. Brilliant. So, and I think as well, pretty interesting game. So what I was going to touch on was just sort of the resurgence of the Bucks after we probably all wrote them off and Brady. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, that's the first two wins they've had in a row um, since the start of the year. You know, they're going to go into their bye week looking, getting a rest. It's um, a winning streak, Ewan. It's a winning <laughs> streak. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't know what they are. Um, but I thought, I thought, you know, Brady looked much more comfortable when he's got a running game behind him. Um, the reliance on Fournette looks to have changed to Rashard White. He ran for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Yes, it has. Um, and I think Brady, they were saying as well, I think I read that Brady basically, so for the, right through from weeks three to 10 until the game on um, Sunday, he had attempted over 40 throws in each of those games between weeks three and nine. And he only tried for 29 throws on Sunday, which, you know, is a massive downturn in his attempt so it just showed that he trusted his running game more and that allowed him to then focus in on you know being able to do his job which was as he did in the last at the end of the game just you know get them up the get them up the field as they were trying to you know run out the clock and then give it to white to ice the game in the two minute uh two minute warning so i think overall it was just a an interesting spectacle to see firstly the game in germany and then also just to see a bit of a resurgence in the Bucks. I'm not saying they're going to be playoff contenders, but no. would anyone want to go into the playoffs and face Brady? I no, don't absolutely not. Does. And, 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 like, and like, I would, I would actually love it if on one week in this pod we didn't talk about Tom Brady, but he just yes. always, he just always seems to be fucking there, no matter what. And like Lino said it last week, actually, Lino was the one who said, "Write him off at your peril." And yes, we all know that he'll, you know, say anything to. You know, he loves like him. Tom Brady. Oh God, he loves him. Yeah, he loves him. But but you know, the last two weeks you, you can't knock it. And like putting those two things together, I find a great clip of of Tom Brady speaking to the press afterwards about the game in Germany. And this is what he said. Yeah, that was one of the great uh, football experiences I've ever had. So says a lot for 23 years in the league and for a regular season game. And I think the fan turnout was incredible. It felt like uh, very electric from the time we took the field. So uh, the end of the game with them singing "Sweet Caroline" and uh country row that was that was pretty epic so i think everyone who's a part of that experience uh got to got to have something pretty uh pretty amazing memory for their life so thank you for hosting us we appreciate it thank you i mean does somebody first of all want to tell him or tell the germans that you know sweet caroline is kind of being used by the english football fans just now they've stolen so the germans have stolen another song of ours Not only did they actually insult us at Euro '96, they're now stealing our bloody song again. To be, to be honest, <laughs> our, our bloody song is, is that I'm, what you're calling it? Our bloody song, a new diamond song, is bloody song. Every bloody bar's got Sweet it's Caroline, f- or you know, oh God, it's a fucking horrendous song in the first <laughs> place. So let's not get song. carried away, guys. I will say the Bucks have now moved to five and five in their division. Yeah, and that is a horrendous division, and they're ahead now of the Falcons, four and six, who they've beaten as well already. I mean, yeah. the Bucks are going to get to the playoffs likely, and then, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't, I you, you wouldn't write them off against anyone, to be honest. I no, still think I, he misses. I still think he misses a Gronk like player. He does who, miss a Gronk type player who does the shorter routes mm-hmm. and allows him to get the ball off quicker. That's the one thing you can just tell he's missing because he is looking down the field. And yes, he's got some brilliant wideouts, but he misses that tight end that he can rely on that will run the shorter route that he can just bang the ball into when he wants to get a couple, you know, just get the ball at his hand. Do you know the one thing that did annoy me about the game in Germany? And there's nothing to do with the game in Germany and or the, or the fan, because you're right, you know, the NFL Europe thing, I always, I always go back to that and kind of say about how... Uh, you know, by the time the NFL Europe finished, and I was a big fan of NFL Europe, you know, when it was on. 
by the time all the other clubs went bankrupt and the Scottish Claymores went and the London Monarchs went and whatever, you were always left with the Frankfurt Galaxy, the Rhine Fire, the Berlin Thunder. I think there was another German one as well. But I can't remember what the hell they were called. But, you know, there were, there were four franchises in Germany. Um, the the um, the fan base there is absolutely huge. But the one thing that annoyed me was actually the American coverage about it. Because I heard about three or four American commentators go about the Alliance Arena. As if to say, you know, wow, the, the arena is amazing. And the kind of um, facilities they've got here are great. You know, as if the, as if they've not fucking built since the Second World War or something, and the Americans are the only people to be able to build a stadium. Um, so that that annoyed me because the Alliance Arena is one of the best stadiums in the world. You know, there's no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, for Did you Germany. know there was a Hamburg Sea Devils. That's what they were called, the Hamburg Sea Devils. That is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I mean, I assume you just looked that up on Google, yeah. I did, but I because yeah. I was trying to think of what the last name was, and I couldn't. I would never have guessed that. Are Hamburg near the sea at all? I don't think so. Who fucking knows? Who knows? And on that note, that ends this week's what three things. <laughs> Okay, so just before we start um, our recap of the week in ASFL, we've had a bit of a nightmare here, or at least Mr. Walter has. Um, despite the fact that he works for computing in, in some way, um, he appears to be on dial-up internet, and it's all just gone horribly, horribly wrong, and he's disappeared, and everything's everything's just hit the shits, quite frankly. But we are delighted to say that at very short notice, at literally in two minutes' notice, who's here? Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, tummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. I'm it's the GM of the Bears and Grizzlies. Mm. How are you doing, Buzzer? Mm. I'm good. I mean, you sound delighted, but, but Broadwood is not delighted. He's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is my week to gloat, not yours. <laughs> it's not fair. Not fair. Hey, Luke, Barry's come in and, and save the day and, and come to chat to us. He's come in true, just in true. time for the recap of this week, week 10 in the ASFL Fantasy Football League. Okay, and we begin this week with the Ockingain Alligators, Broadwood and the Ockingain Alligators winning. Yes, you heard that right, winning uh, by 208 points to 122 points against the Reading Renegades. Renegades having what can only be described as an absolute shocker. Uh, the Benali Bobags scored 202 points against this week's now special guest, Barry Rankins, Bearsdale Grizzlies, who remain top of the league with 227 points. Sorry that we've missed Nick, because his Byfleet Sharks were the top scorers of the week, 257 points against the what was equal top of the league, Chilton Stallions, 151 points. And match of the week, the Essex Musketeers, 202. The OBS Wolfpack, 205. A three-point game there. So what does that mean with the league? Well, it means the Bears and Grizzlies are back on top on their own with 8-2. Chilton Stallions moved to 7-3, but still in second place. 
OBS Wolfpack move up to third with a six and four, and then we've got three teams on a five and five record making up the remaining of the playoff places. That's the Benali, the Benali Ballbags. Can't even say my team name right. I'm that excited. Benali Ballbags, the Essex Musketeers, and the Byfleet Sharks. The Auchengain Alligators are off the bottom of the league. Yes. Seventh, and the Reading Renegades are in eighth. But both teams with a two and eight record. Right. How are we feeling about it? Shall we go into the first match of the week? I'm stopping that because Nick's back. Oh, no. Yeah, I think you'll let him back in. We can do a four-way. Hey, he's back. God almighty. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody... Gee, I work in technology, but I know. Honestly... Sorry, we've just we've just done the intro to the to the thing and just been taking the piss out of you because you work in technology and you can't have a Zoom call. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just, just going to say this, but like, if you were interviewing for another tech company, I think this would be a fail. <laughs> I just Zoom. I won't. I would just not be it. Zoom. This thing is dog. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. I, I made it. I'm here. You're all right. My my uh, insights are uh, now back on form. Excellent. Oh, well, let's let's hear them all one by one, shall we? So for the very first time, we're going to do a four-way our misses. Let's start off with the first match of the week, shall we? Which was the Ockingane Alligators against the Reading Renegades. 208 points to 122 points. Broadwood, I'm going to come to you in a moment because I know you'll just be, as I've said before, fucking intolerable. But fair play to Lino of the Reading Renegades. He did call into the Commissioner's voicemail this week and here is what he had to say. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Lino from the uh, <laughs> Renegades. It's nearly 10 o'clock on Sunday and I think my season is over. Offers for CMC uh, are going to be considered. I mean, I never thought I'd say. I was convinced I was going to win today. I was convinced I was going to make sixth. With the Sharks winning, this is this is shocking. I'll dust off the trophy cabinet and make room for my third wooden spoon. I mean, wow. I mean, that's the that's the kind of thing that you get on YouTube after someone's blown their brains out in the car. That's just wow. really, really sad, isn't it? It's wonderful. It's so sad. It's a thing of beauty. They should hang that, frame it, put it up in an art gallery, and then get Just Stop Oil to come and throw paint over it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard. Well, listen, we'll come Can on you to... play it again? Are we allowed no, to play it again? I'm not, I'm not going to. Oh. No, no. Listen, we'll, we'll come on to what he talks about with uh, with CMC later on, because we're, we're going to do that in RAOB today. But Broadwood, uh, let's come to you first. How are you doing, mate? Tremendous. Yeah? I think... The main thing for me was getting off the bottom of the table, always looking up. You know me, Ewan. I'm a, I'm a glass half full type of guy. You know, I've got to look up. Um, you know, I, I need to look at now getting three successive victories in a row and then I can hope that another team has a massive fall from glory. But I think I was just saying before um, Nick joined back in, my loss last week was an absolute disaster. You know, 10 points. Duvernay to play along with a defensive player. 10 points needed. Duvernay hadn't scored below 10 points the whole season. You know, how, how many did he score, mate? How many did he score? 
So as I was saying to you, you know, I went to bed that night and genuinely, like, we joked about this. I think you joked about in the last episode about how it, it takes over your thought process at night on a Sunday night. Like, you go to bed at night and you're, you know, you wake up during the night wondering, should I check my phone? Should I have a look? I, 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 I waited six o'clock in the morning, turned over and thought, nah, that can't be right. You know, the, the, the app's not updated. He wouldn't have had one target for five yards. That's just not possible. The yep, guy's yep. one of the top wide receivers this year. This this has to be wrong. But no, Mr. Duvernay was targeted once for five yards for a total of one and a half points. And well, that the, the, the ruined my season. Was, the genius part about this was the week before you dropped him and he scored, and he scored. a boatload. Yep. And then you feel the pressure of putting back in. Yep. You think you're going to win, and then I put a nasty little message in the WhatsApp saying, what if he shits the bed? <laughs> you woke up in the morning, Covered. and he had. Yeah. And got, fair play to you, you got redemption this week. Fair play. You got redemption this week. And that well, listen, listen, you, you, did actually phone in, you did actually phone into the voicemail before you were coming on this week, so let's just have a little listen to what you had to say. Good morning from Alligator Country. The sun is rising, the renegades humiliated. Nearly a hundred point difference as I talk to you right now. That is domination. That is redemption. I mean, it's a bit of fucking over the top, mate. No, <laughs> no. You're still, you're, still, you're still two and eight. Listen, listen. To hear Lino's voice on his voicemail makes everything feel better for me right now. Okay, Barry. It's a, it's a glorious Barry, moment. Barry, Nick, is you and going to make the playoffs? Absolutely no chance. Right. No. He's, got, no he's, he's got Godwin and Evans in a bye this week. <laughs> I've got seven players in buys this week. This week does not look good. No, it, it does not. But I listen, think I'm predicted 150 points this week. Um, and so I'm I'm not feeling comfortable. No, but, but listen, listen, mate. We'll let you have your but, week this week. But what? Miracles can happen. It's Christmas time almost. Oh fuck off, mate! Right, let's go on. <laughs> let's go on to game number two, shall we? <laughs> right, game number two, and Nick, we're delighted we've got you back because it's only fair that you managed to talk about your game this week. Uh, game oh. two, the Byfleet Sharks beat the Chiltern Stallions, who are equal top of the league, two hundred and fifty-seven points to one hundred and fifty-one. Another absolute battering this week and listen we'll come to you in a second Nick but let's hear what the commish fits he's obviously just run away this week and doesn't want to speak but you know he did phone into his own voicemail and this is what he had to say uh simply Stalin's outdone by the Sharks this week uh, that's us one on one this season um uh beaten comprehensively I mean it's not even when you just started the late window games and um, I'm already projected to be about 40 points off a of victory my tight end's gone off in the first quarter injured um, yeah, Sharks look like they're going to smash 215, 220 points and I'm barely going to get about 170. So a uh, well-deserved victory for Sharks and uh, roll on next week. I mean, very gracious. You even got that wrong. You know, you, you smashed more than that. You got 250. You Over know, 100, 100 points, Nick. Yeah, he, 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 he called that in. The, the, the second highest point scoring uh, week this season. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a miracle. That's it's, domination. It's, it, it is a miracle. And look, Beat he, down. Fitz, Beat Fitz down. called. Let's called that in to the to the uh, voicemail before the evening games had started on the Sunday. He was already like, "I'm fucked. There's no chance I'm getting anywhere." So it's going to make you feel good, Nick. Yeah. 
Oh, this feels great. Actually, I was very quiet on the WhatsApp because I'm sometimes you're always quiet on the WhatsApp. <laughs> you're playing golf. <laughs> anyway, when are we talking about live golf on this? Oh, oh sorry, <laughs> no, wrong chat. Right, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just look. I, I kept quiet because I didn't want to jinx it, and I've obviously been losing. So uh, although the like, previous week I won, but uh, I've had a bit of a losing streak, so uh, I didn't want to. One of our jinx things. Um, but yeah, it's nice to beat the Stallions. Um, because he is, you know, his team is generally always there or thereabouts, basically. So um, yeah, I mean I beat him at absolutely everything. Yeah. Oh, every, every, every single place and, and look, you know, yeah. and, and all your all your players turned up. You're right. We've talked about the Bills already, the defense who scored you what twenty-seven points. Jalen Hurts is, you know, starting to look like the real deal at Philly. 22, even C.D. Lamb, who I've been the first to absolutely just brutalise this season, because I think he's been a hot pile of steaming garbage, scored you 39 yeah. points. Uh, so it was, it was good points across the board. Yeah, it's actually the first week that I've actually seen the match-up recap. It's actually really quite good, isn't it? Well, that's good <laughs> yeah. when you win. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's quite good. I quite like I'm, that. I'm pretty confident you're winning this week as well. I mean, you've well, got. Well, it's against the Renegades. I mean, you know, you've got a bye week. So... Yeah, it's a bye. It's my bye week. I don't normally have that in this season, but when you play the Renegades these days, it's uh, it feels like that. So yeah, um, yeah I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm convinced now that I'm going to you know have a solid sixth place now and make the playoffs. I'm, no, I'm I think you, I think, you should, I think you should be looking higher than that, mate. If there's three teams on five and five, you should be looking higher than that, and you've still got the Renegades to come. So you know, who knows? Yeah. I think I think we're all be be. To say, you know, well done. It was a really, you know, just comprehensive win this week. And, just, and even and even if you hadn't played the Stalin, you still would have been everyone else. So yeah, I just just a lot last point. So on on that recap that I looked at, it's mm-hmm. basically I think the Stallions I use my points were from basically seventy four percent of my drafted players. I yeah. don't actually do the waivers quite you know a lot in in the week. Why is that? So why? Because I haven't got a clue what I'm actually <laughs> uh, who I'm trying to trying to. <laughs> Who I who who I should be picking? <laughs> I'm quite quite happy with my players, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so he 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 he's always on the waivers, and actually all of you guys are. So I'm not quite sure um, where the benefits are. Obviously, so, certainly in bye weeks and things like that. Um, then you need to find some solutions. But outside of that, if your players are all fit and healthy, then what, why why change it? No, really good, really good week for you this week. Yeah, this week, mate. You know, you, re- you really, really deserve it. So let's go into week three, shall we? Oh, sorry, game three, I should say. Uh, and game three was the big rivalry. It always used to be a big rivalry, anyway. Uh, the ball bags against the Grizzlies. And uh, look, I'll be the first to say, got beat this week, um, two hundred twenty-seven to two hundred two. So I'm absolutely delighted that Barry's come to join us now to absolutely fucking rub my face in it. Uh, but he did phone the commissioner's voicemail before turning up here. Uh, so let's hear what he had to say. Well, the Bear mascot is dancing. Eight and two. Staying top in the league. All I can really hope for is not to play the Musketeers in the playoffs because they seem to have my number. Otherwise, on to the next one. Stallions next week. Grudge match. Can we extend the lead on the top or will the Donkeys come back and get me? Anyway, congrats to the Gators on actually getting a win. Enjoy it while it lasts. First of all, what the fuck's the bear mascot? Because that really sounds like a euphemism. I've got a bear costume as I dance around like a bear mascot when I win. 
Wow. I mean, we, nice. we all we all need to see that though, and that needs to I go did, up I, on our I Instagram. Put the, put the video on the WhatsApp. The oh, video that's show true. Of that. You did. Well, yes. I will. I will. I will find that out, and I'll make sure that goes on all, all our socials. Don't you worry about it. I've, uh, got, I've got a two year old. I've got to entertain a two year old. So I wake up happy on a Tuesday <laughs> morning. I'm like, ah, oh, stick the bear costume on. Do all that. It's great. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. She's been getting yeah. it most weeks, then, hasn't she? You know, it's been absolutely. Good. You know, she doesn't love, love daddy anymore. She just loves the bear. Yeah, well, it's, it's just as well that my bob bag costume doesn't fit me all that well. So, um, nice. that would be really disturbing my child. I'm but, not sure um, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you don't want to meet us, honestly. But listen, um, funnily enough, you know, our game took a very similar uh, course to Broadwood's game last week. And, you know, again, you know, I went to bed on Monday night. I didn't have any players left. Uh, you had a wide receiver and a, and a linebacker, I think it was. Uh, and I was, again, hoping, I think it was about... 15 or so points ahead and I was you know hoping again for uh, you to do an alligators but never nah. happened. It was never it's never really at risk was nah. it not going to happen no no not not gonna, happen. I mean, wrong running back to be fair to you yeah so ever but I just want to respond to, to Mr Walter right on on waivers right uh Tony Pollard running back waivers Terry, Terry McLaurin wide receiver waivers yeah, because uh, I dropped him. Waivers, Jones, Waivers, Sweat, Waivers, Franklin, who's number one on LB, Waivers, Edwards, Waivers, Danny Wilson, Waivers. I think half my team I picked up on Waivers. So, you know, say what you want, you're five and five, we're eight and two. So, I dropped McLaurin and I still have no idea why. God, I, I hate it, you're so smug. I know, yes. I know. It's, 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 we're, we're, all, we're, all, we're all delighted that he's joined us this week. Aren't Fleming, we? are we able to cut my ears? I'm going to mute him. I'm going to mute him. <laughs> I'm gonna leave straight after this. Don't worry. You know, I, it, it doesn't matter. I'm quite happy. He was one that brought the waivers anyway. But yeah, you dropped McLaurin, another one. Didn't you? Who else did you drop? And you fucked it up. Did you drop Kittle? Kittle. Yeah, you dropped Kittle. And dropped then you Kittle dropped McLaurin. McLaurin. I'm not bothered by Kittle, to be honest. I really don't feel like I've missed out there. But McLaurin, he did well for you this week. 20, what, 22 points? Yeah, that's a, that's an error on my behalf. Well, I've still got three letters for you, and those three letters are E-T-N. I'm still there. <laughs> Fuck that. Right, let's go into our last match, shall we? And the last match was, ended up being the match of the week, uh, the OBS Wolfpack against the Essex Musketeers. The OBS Wolfpack running out victorious by 205 points to 202 points. Um, now, Steve hasn't been able to leave us a message on the commissioner's voicemail this week but the game that they were involved in was just unbelievable and more was unbelievable was the chat in the whatsapp group leading up to the end of this match before the monday night right that's it i'm done i'm not going to win and he was miles behind you know he wasn't predicted to win uh, it wasn't going to happen and you know that was it and yet he ended up picking up um a defensive linebacker javon hargreave on waivers literally to fill in the gaps who ended up scoring him 15 points and ended up taking the victory um, over the Essex Musketeers. Um, I think it really hurt him this week. And let's hear how it affected him by listening to the commissioner's voicemail. Hey, GM Paul here of the Essex Musketeers. Took a loss this week to the Wolfpack. Uh, Was winning going into Monday night football by 11 points. And Steve signed some random defensive lineman off of waivers uh, to cover an empty spot on his roster. And he picked up like 13 points, this guy, where normally he gets like about four. So 
ended up losing by a couple of points. Tough loss to take, but hey-ho, these things happen. This week, I'm up against the pantomime villain, Widow Twanky himself, Broadwood of the Alligators. He picked up his <laughs> second win of the season, and God, do we all know about it. The WhatsApp group is just full of gifts. I pray to the football gods that I can beat him. Otherwise, oh, my life won't be worth living if he does the double over me. He's going to gif me to death. Okay, let's see what happens. All for one. Right, two things are two things of that message. Number one, again, waivers, Walter, they work. Okay. And I think we, yeah, I think yeah, we okay. just fundamentally proved that. I get, I get the point now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and secondly, I have no idea where this alligators musketeers rivalry came from, but I am fucking all about it. I love it. In oh, fairness no. to him with Hart, by the way, Hargrave, can I just say is no lucky pickup. There is some thoughts gone into that. He's gone 17 points, 20 points, and then 13 points in the last three weeks. The man is on fire. Pantomime villains, tremendous, happy. It's that Christmas season. I'll be pantomime villain all day long. But I think he I'm should. Gonna call you, I'm going to call you Widow Twanky now. I fucking, I fucking love Brilliant. Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> if he beats me this week, he deserves to, because quite frankly, my waiver, uh, my uh, bye week is an absolute shit show. So I've got seven out this week. So if he doesn't beat me, I've got fucking Duvernay playing. That shows you how bad this week is for me. So, yeah, I'm not expecting Here, he, here's, here's my take on the rivalry, right? Is we all love This is what Paul. we all want to hear. We all know we all love Paul, right? But... Up until week three, four of the season, all he'd done is lose. So he was a lovely safety net for the alligators who go in, well, I'm doing quite badly, but I'm not as bad as that. Now the gate the, the musketeers are winning. And you know, Broadwood decided to take aim on the WhatsApp group and go full steam ahead on on, on Musketeers for the last rivalry. Paul wasn't having any of it. He now cares. And the flip side of that is Paul was pretty chill about fantasy because he wanted to have big, big expectations. But now he's winning. He's gutted. He's lost. He's gutted. He really, <laughs> he really cares now. He's yeah. turned Lino, who two seasons ago was like, oh, I'm trying. Then he tops the ladder last season. He's devastated that he's at the bottom. And, and Paul's the same. Paul's just had his, his balloon deflated. God help him if he loses to Broadwood, honestly. Broadwood yeah. will think the playoff dream will be alive. Can I also say that I did be- beat him in week four, so I already have the number on him, but I suspect this week may be a slightly different matter with I my think, bye week. But... I think I think it could be. I think it could be. But listen, talking about next week, let's listen to what the uh, games are coming up in week 11. Okay, we've talked about it already, and um, the rivalry game, which now appears to be online, is the Essex Musketeers against the Auchengate Alligators. Uh, Nick of the Byfleet Sharks, you've got the bye week uh, against the Hidding Renegades. Uh, the Chiltern Stallions against the Bears Den Grizzlies, the uh, two OGs up against each other. And it's the Benali Ballbags against the OBS Wolfpack. Uh, some cracking games going on this week. Let's see what happens. But in the meantime, here endeth. The roundup of week 10.
Okay, chaps, we've got about five minutes left in the pod and it's time for AOB. We're going to talk about a couple of things from AOB, but there has been some big moves in the Fantasy League this week, which is worthy of a breaking news. Right, right. Oh, dear God. <laughs> you are such a child. Oh, I've, been waiting, I've been waiting to do that for fucking ages. Listen, <laughs> um, from, from a fantasy pack, and we've kind of talked about it a couple of times already, but you've heard from Lino's most depressed voicemail of all time that he's given up. You know, that's it. He's done. Two and eight. And unlike you, Brod, who's two and eight and quite happy, he's two and eight and going down the way. So he said, and I said to us all, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, he's on the trade block, open to offers. Uh, so that's what we did. And he did it quite openly, actually. And I think four or five teams put in offers for CMC. Um, and I ended up winning the auction, in effect. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk through you know, what happened and why he's been absolutely mental and stupid about it. Um, I offered Leonard Fournette and a second-year draft pick next year in exchange for CMC and a round seven or round eight draft pick next year. And he took that as the best offer. Um, I'm delighted. I mean, don't get me wrong, because this now gives me a really strong running back. I've got Saquon Barkley. I've got Christian McCaffrey along with Justin Jefferson. And it really, I think, gives me the opportunity, which I don't think I would have had in the playoffs. I think he's mad for picking it, because I think Fournette's distribution is just going to be going down and down and down over the next few weeks, especially after what happened with White at the weekend. But quickly, gentlemen, your thoughts? The shambles. He's an idiot. He's an absolute <laughs> plum. Dreadful. I think it's a ridiculous trade. Fournette is on the slide. You know, he's he's probably going to get less um, action now with the way White played in Germany at the weekend. I, I yeah, I, I do not know what he thinks he was doing. I think he could have got first round for it. I think he is trading away at a very. Uh, I just I just think he's made the wrong decision, but. You know. So, so he 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 turned down Alvin Kamara from me, and that was yep. a third for a fifth. So you could argue the draft compensation he wasn't comfortable with. But here's the reality: I messaged him on WhatsApp and asked him what RB from mine would he want if it wasn't Kamara for a first rounder, and he said Connor, right? And I I said to him absolutely clearly on the WhatsApp: I said to him, um, what do you want? What pick do you want? Uh, are you offering for for that in first? Right? And he never responded. And, to, and, to, and and because he never responded, I never put the trade in, right? So I, I actually forgot. I thought I'd put in Connor and a first rounder for something like a, a third or a fifth. But because he never responded, I never did it. So, so yeah. but actually, I'm quite glad he didn't now because I, I keep a first round pick. But uh, I, I don't quite understand why he picked that pick. He, he's gambled his entire life on next season, on second round next season. Uh, I mean, he's got three. He's got three picks in the second round next season, though. Yeah, no, but look, um, look at the keepers next year. Yep. Like, look who's getting kept next year. Like, Kelchi's getting kept. Cup's getting kept if he's fit. Henry will get kept or uh, Taylor will get kept by by, by Nick. Um, Broadwood will keep Eckler. You might keep CMC. And then... No, I'll be um, keeping Jefferson the way things are going. Unless it's a mission goal. And then the Stallions have got Chase. So who who's he picking in the second round? Yeah. I agree. I, possibly, I, I, possibly CMC, funnily enough. I mean, it could, it could end up that way. Could end up CMC, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah. that just, the whole thing makes no sense. It's an absolute I, It's an absolute freebie for me. Nick, who did you offer him? 
didn't offer him anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't offer him I think, anybody. I think you're sorry. I'm actually just doing some. Sorry, I'm not concentrating. I'm doing some waivers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I made him a plate offer, and that was I offered him a third rounder, and I offered him the boy Herbert from Chicago, and you know, I knew I wasn't getting him for that, but I just thought it's a plate offer to put out there. But I, he should have got a first rounder. I think he'll kick himself that he didn't. Like, oh, but, but we'll make sure he feels as though he's kicking himself because it was a stupid trade. Well, and the very fact he announced it straight away and I was the first person who said, why did you pick that? You're an absolute fucking idiot, but I'll take yep. it. Yep. There's gambling. one word I've got to use for it and that is... Unbelievable. That is it. He's gambling a lot, Commission. isn't he, on next season, isn't he, really? Oh, big style. Big style. But, you know... Commission's we'll going to be going fuming when he gets back and sees that's gone through. That's the thing. He goes away for one week and what happens? Yeah. He'll rage. He will. Listen, chaps, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, Nick, it's been a pleasure having you here. And Barry, thank you coming in for for, for joining as well. Broadwood, yeah. Um, As ever, thanks all all for listening. If you're downloading, please do leave us a review. Five stars would be great. You can get in touch with us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Tight Ends Pod. You can email us, tightendspod at gmail.com. Gents, thanks a million. Cheers, guys. Cheers. And we'll see you all next week. Cheers. That's hilarious. Cup's just got an injured reserve. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.